previously on Quest Friends Forever. In deep sleep, Jared is having a dream, and there is a halfling man that looked kind of dazed, and he looks right at you and says, you're not the right person. I guess you've got some of that old programming inside of you still, huh? Old programming? What are you talking about? I saw this big metal thing there, and I thought it kind of looked like one of those warbots. I tinkered around and saw that some of the memory engram matrix was damaged, so the robot probably wouldn't remember much from their previous directives. She feels like the people are the most important thing, as bad as Edric is and everything. More than anything, she wants to give these people their freedom. Protector, your legacy ends now. And then he is going to point a finger at Val. He casts heat metal. So uh, you start suddenly feeling very, 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 very hot. One single hit point left. Yo, Barrymore. And she begins falling toward the earth with her sword already out. And she cuts off his arm from the elbow down. Oh, shit. I'm going to turn into a giant toad. This big frog gets Edric into their craw and swallows him up. The 800-year-old leader of the Petrichor Forest has died. It has been two days since our heroes defeated Edric in the Founder Tree, which is now the Founder Plateau in the middle of Absalom in the Petrichor Forest. Their victory was well-received by the people. They were generally considered heroes. The people were very open to this change of uh, leadership, a regime change, some are calling it, though uh, questions still abound about what the forest will look like in the future now. So everyone is feeling joyed, but also there's a sense of uncertainty in the air in the Petrichor Forest these days, but the high from being liberated by this evil person is still lingering, so most people are still in pretty good spirits. We zoom the camera back in, or not zoom, we slowly zoom in back in Absalom. Stephanie, you are in your old house, the one you used to live in before you left the forest. Uh, It remains standing. It was never torn down. When Edric took over in his evil ways, he basically condemned it, so to speak, like boarded it up, puts like, you know, fantasy caution tape over the door But he knew that uh, knocking it down might be a a bad move since there were some people that still thought highly of the protector. He thought that maybe it wasn't, you know, wasn't something he needed to do. Also, why draw attention to it? She's just gone, whatever. So your house remained. So you have now gone back there. You've ripped the boards off the windows. We're not boards. Fantasy boards off the windows. Um You've, were the boards so, made of trees that were cut apart and turned into boards? Because that was no. Bad. He probably used like growth or something, like yeah. plant to like overgrow things, and then I just used the same thing to like move it back. Yeah, you anti-plant growth it. Um, it's it's kind of a mess in there. It's dusty. The uh, some of the roots and vines sort of come up through the floor, um, but it's home. You know, it's just like you left it basically that day. So you are in there. You have cleared a space in your room because you are working on Val at the moment. Val uh, took some damage. They were heat-metaled to within one hit point of their life. Oh, my God. I forgot. (laughs) So not in great shape. Um, There is less of a panic this time. When you worked on Val before in Nowntown, there was a bit of a a panic, an urgency of, we don't know what we're doing. They might die. Oh, my gosh. Help me kind of thing with with the blacksmith. Uh, this time, Val is still operational and functional, but you can tell there's stuff going on in there that isn't great. 
So you are now able to focus a little more and kind of take your time. So you are in there uh, poking around. Ellie is in there with you. Jared is not. We'll get to Jared shortly. But Am you I and on? Uh, no, they would have to turn you off to work on you. So you're in there poking around. Uh, Ellie is across from you holding one of the the drawers open so you can kind of poke around with the wires and dabbing at your forehead with a cloth as you're, as you're poking around like you're in surgery. Not that kind of dabbing, David. Um, and as you're poking <laughs> around, Ellie looks over at you and she knows you're concentrating. She doesn't really want to bug you, but she says, so uh, how, how are you feeling these, these days? <laughs> she seems kind of nervous to bring it up. We haven't really uh, talked about it a whole lot since, you know, the, the whole tree thing. <laughs> um, how, how, how are you doing? Hold. Hold. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Spark. <laughs> yeah, so some sparks <laughs> pop out of Val. And uh, <laughs> mo- most, most of that uh, remaining weed resin that we've been talking about this whole time has dried up. But just a little, just a little, little, little puff kind of gets in you. And you go, oh, God, gross. It's, it's real skunky. Uh. Uh, okay. uh, um, dank. Yeah, it's very dank. <laughs> That's the sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> dank. Someone just goes dank. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. No, it's like a little puff of smoke, and in the smoke, little letters. Dank, dank. Yeah, <laughs> it's magical smoke. Okay, I probably need to take a break anyway, and I kind of back away a little bit carefully mm-hmm. and put down the tools carefully. And um, and then I look at Ellie. Um, what did you say? I'm sorry. I was I was in the the I zone. Was, yeah, uh, I was just asking how you were doing, which that kind of answers my question, I guess, a little bit already. Um, weird. Can I be doing weird? Is yeah, well, that, sure, of course. Um, I mean, it's weird times, you know. I don't know how to feel right. I'm very happy, obviously, and I want to help everybody but it's just weird because like for so long i resented edric and everything that he had done and done to me and especially to our people after i left and um that was my whole reason for the way that i am and now i've i spent so much time hating somebody and like who am i now that that person is gone wow that's that's more than I expected, actually. Wow. Uh, whoo, boy. Yeah, um, weird, weird, right? Like, I, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making it up now, and now I can't blame anything on anybody else, so that's a, that's not great. I mean, I mean, it's great, but it's like... It's, controlling your own destiny is kind of, seems like a good thing, I guess, right? Yeah, that's, but, but what is it now? It's done. I, I have fulfilled it. It's done. Well, we still have things to do. We're still going to the Pantheon, right? I mean, we are, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. See? I wasn't... I didn't even think about... I guess, yeah, that's... I mean, that's why we were on the road in the first place, right? Yeah. I got... I still want to do that. up in... Yeah. Poof. Wow. The puff of smoke. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man, I really fucked that up. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, no, so I I'm just I'm just weird. I just need to sit with myself and think about who I am for a minute and what that means now that Edric is gone. Sure. And I can I can be home. Wow, that's weird. Where this is Do you remember like 
Like we're oh, here. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I remember that day when I came and got you. The day we left. It's uh, been a real, been a real trip, you know. In this little sweet moment, uh, it's very nice. There is a knock at your door, Stephanie. Are we expecting anybody? I mean, I um, guess I'm the protector. That it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. I, it's kind of surprising it hasn't happened already. Well. Okay. And I like stand up straighter, okay. and um, and kind of like move my hair around. And, like I look at her for like a sign of approval. Like eh? she gives you two big thumbs up and smiles and nods. Okay. She goes. Okay. Stately. Here I go, and I open the door and I give a big uneasy smile to whoever is there. You're doing like a hello hand, hands on your hip superhero like pose. It looks like. <laughs> yeah hands on my hips um one arm uh extended hello not realizing that i'm mimicking val mimicking who val, yeah. is who i'm working on right now uh you open the door and in the doorway you see laverne the reader that you had been speaking to back in oxalis grove and she is also standing there looking kind of stately with her hands on her hips and her white braid uh down to her her right side over her right shoulder she says, is there like a good, like a good beat, like a full minute of just stately standoff that's happening yes, here? It's a, it's a stately off, but um, Laverne speaks first and she says, well, hello, dearie. How are you? Um, how are you adjusting to your old home? Um, weird. Yep. I think I, I just, I mean, you weren't here, but I just, I'm, I'm weird, <laughs> but um, hello. Right. How well, can hello. I help you today? Isn't that what your little robot friend says? Ah, shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie kind of uh, Ellie kind of elbows you, like, don't swear in front of her. I'm I'm the protector. It's fine. I'm oh. forgiven. I forgive myself. Okay. <laughs> Laverne says, "Well, I wanted to come by and see how you were doing, but honestly, this is a bit of a bit of a selfish visit. I must admit. I was hoping you would come back to Oxalis Grove with me. I would love to." Speak more about your experiences and where you are headed. Stephanie is kind of like, oh my gosh, somebody, somebody's like actually like kind of like puts her hand to their chest and like gives Ellie the like, oh my God. Okay. Like it's been a minute since like there's been somebody that's like asked her about herself other than Ellie and rather than like here, help us, save us, blah, blah, blah. Just like, hey, um, let me... Let me talk about you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a whole thing with a robot. You want to come in while I finish this up? Actually, I was hoping you could bring the robot along. There oh. Are, there are many of us that wish to speak or examine or really just get to know more about this new new friend you have brought to us. Um, I gesture over to said robot in pieces. And say, said robot is in pieces. Poof. Um, Another puff of smoke for some reason. Want... Even though oh, nobody's dear. doing anything on Val, it just comically <laughs> poof. Oh, dear. Do you want them assembled? Do you want to learn how to... Should I finish this first? Or should we just take them with us right now? I would enjoy being able to speak to them. As okay. would many of my fellow readers. Um... Come on in. Ellie, could you uh, get some wineberry juice for Laverne over here? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to wrap this up. And I roll up my sleeves. 
and say, I curse a lot. I'm very sorry. Laverne uh, kind of chuckles as Ellie hands her uh, a, a, a goblet, we'll say, of, of wineberry juice. And Laverne goes, oh, this takes me back. Ooh. <laughs> it has, as the children say, it has been a minute. Ooh. Oh okay. You God. know what? Ellie, around for everybody. Um, let's do this. Maybe maybe it'll be better this way. For, maybe that's what I need. Uh, DJ was always under the influence when he worked on them, right? So maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I need. I need to stop thinking so much. I need wine, berry uh, juice. As you are saying all this, kind of kind of to nobody. Like you're kind of looking at Val and looking back and forth. Uh, Laverne looks over at, at Ellie and kind of just goes, DJ. And Ellie goes, oh, uh, don't, don't worry about it. It's a whole thing. Jared, where are you? I'm in the forest. So you uh, are not with the group. What are you no. off doing? Okay, so I had a sneaking feeling that I know where some money's at. Some treasure, if you will. So I'm on a bit of a treasure hunt. Okay. So I'm thinking it's me and my short sword, and I'm just like full brown leaf safari gear situation. Like some camo, basically. Yeah, but it's like made out of like dead leaves. You found on the dirty ground. Yes. So it looks like I've made it cute. It's, it's dead leaves, but it's cute. Camouflage, but make it fashion. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And I have been at it for hours and to no avail, but I'm still determined. So you're sneaking around in kind of these uh, less inhabited parts of the forest. Are you digging stuff up? Are you just like looking in the trees or? Um, so it is buried, but there is a signifier that I swore I knew or I saw at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking for that signifier. How about we say that while we were in Canopy Heights, after our great friend Dran Fresher walked off, you heard uh, whispers among the marketplace about people burying their life savings somewhere. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Love it. Love it. So you are in that area. Of course, uh, Canopy Heights is up in the trees, but you are down below on the floor level poking around. Yes. Kind of and rumor has it that a lot of those rich folk bury their stuff near each other. So you're hoping to find a whole a whole cache of it. Possibly. A I'm cache trying to of rob cash. I'm I'm trying to rob some rich folks. Okay. So you are uh creeping along, kind of trying to stay out of sight using your uh fashion camo. And as you are digging around without a lot of luck for uh it's been you've been out there for what, like a day? Yeah, a little over a day okay. of like incessant searching. Cool. As you are digging around, I want you to uh do a roll for me. Can you roll a perception check? That's always Three. a good reaction. Yeah, hilarious laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I got an eight total. Oh, so you rolled a two. I rolled a two. So close to crit failing. Okay. So then you do not uh, hear uh, God damn it. footsteps approaching you. We'll say you are so focused on digging around the ground, looking for these signifiers. You are laser focused on this treasure. When some footsteps come from behind you that you don't hear, before suddenly before you know it, there's just a whisper in your ear saying what are you doing oh jesus who are you <laughs> it's it's me and you turn around and it is your friend barrymore your new friend barrymore who has appeared almost as if out of nowhere but there are definitely footprints behind her you just 
didn't see them coming. Okay. Oh, it's you. Yeah, what? What does that mean? Oh, nothing. Hey, how are you? Hey, what are you doing? I'm looking for rich people's shit. What? I heard the rich people talking about how they bury all their stuff somewhere, and I oh, think those, I'm going to find it and take it. Those Canopy Heights fuckers? Yes. Yeah. I, I, they always rub me the wrong way. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, oh. Can I, uh, can I help, or what's... Yes. So we're looking for a big rock. Okay. And cool. Once you find a big rock, just start digging. Okay, this is a forest, so there's a lot of big rocks. Is there like a... And that's the problem. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's, all, that's really all we got, huh? Yeah. Cool, so cool, cool, cool. As soon as you see something, just start digging. Um, okay, I, I guess. Let's, let's party. And there's a nice little <laughs> montage of Jared and Barry Moore over the next few hours digging a lot of holes near rocks and finding literally nothing. Until it is uh, later in the evening when you are taking a, taking a rest. You found a spot on the ground where there is uh, some, some space among the trees and the canopy. So the moonlight is, is coming down enough for you to see, kind of. And Barrymore, you're kind of just chilling. And Barrymore says, um, So uh, are, you gonna, are you staying here in the forest? Or are you guys moving on? Or what's, what's the plan? You know, we don't have a plan. I'm assuming we're just taking some days off, which yeah. is why I'm out here. I feel like Stephanie's going to like reform the government and stuff, but uh, I mean that's not really <laughs> not really my business. I'm I'm happy she like you know, brought mean, me back home and stuff. I'm ready to go. So oh, oh. <laughs> but what I mean, whatever they want to do, cool. Are you trying to like find the treasure so you can like bail on everybody, or what's? No, it's really just like. Fuck those rich people. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, fair, fair. That's what I want, is I want to see them suffer. I don't necessarily want what they have. She thinks about this for a second, and she kind of starts nodding. She goes, hey, you know what? I actually like that. That was cool. Thanks. It's going to be cooler when we find it. Uh, <laughs> she laughs. She goes, well, um, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, I mean, this feels like it's nice anyway, just kind of hanging out. But that'd be nice, too. I mean, this is okay. Cool. Yeah, that's... <laughs> she kind of laughs, and she's like, well, I feel kind of weird after everything that happened, you know, like being back home, and I feel like I have some some weird pent-up emotions. Um, I can't really ask anybody else here because people are, like, afraid of me, but um, would you want to, like, train me a little bit? I feel like you're... I mean, I learned a lot on the road, and, like, you, you did some good stuff with, like the fighting and stuff. Like, would you want to like spar or something? <laughs> you know, just as like, just as friends. It's no big deal. <laughs> she says, I mean, Oh my God. Is she hitting on him? We could fight if you want to. No, just like for fun. Like, it's just for fun. Like, I don't feel like I could ask to protect her. Cause she's all like, you know, important. And I probably shouldn't hit her. And I feel like I couldn't ask the robot. Cause I don't really know how to talk to the robot. And Kelly's too gentle. And I don't really have any other friends. So, I take out my short sword, and I aim it directly at Barrymore. She oh sm- smiles. She's like, okay, good. I mean, I know, I know we're all friends now, but I led kind of a rough and tumble life there for a while, so it's going to be an adjustment for me, but I would, this, would be, this would be fun. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And she pulls her sword, and we have a bit of a, uh, a spar that we don't need to roll through. You're not trying to actually kill each other or anything. No, it's is just there, some- Is there cool music? 
there's really cool music playing right now it's just on the, the pirates of it's just the pirates yeah. of the caribbean can i say that i love that every time we say there's music playing you guys pick copyrighted licensed music that i then have to find something similar to no i sing it it's no i sing it with my mouth so it's fair use we were also very flat, so it's not going to catch. <laughs> okay, cool. So we won't catch it's the not, There's no way that's going to Good catch. luck with that content ID. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a nice little spar moment, and uh, Barrymore gets the upper hand for a second. And in this little spar, we end up with one of those cool moments in movies where her sword tip is like pointing right at your throat, and you both freeze. Okay. Kind of thing. And she, so, she laughs a little bit and goes, ha ha, gotcha. On pod and off pod, is there sexual tension? Is that no, what this is that what's happening here? It's not so much sexual tension. Uh she literally doesn't have any other friends. Okay. You guys grew close because you did the away mission when you were pretending, right? She also, again, used to lead a life of crime for the last couple of years. So since you are a bit of a shadier character, she feels more drawn to you than she would be to Stephanie or Ellie or Gotcha. Val. Okay, cool. It's not awkward flirting, it's awkward friendship. She doesn't really know how to how to do this. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry if I gave off that vibe. No, I was just I was just trying to click because there was a, a, a hint of like in that moment with like the throat thing. I'm like, oh, it sounds like Eric this, felt the sexual tension. I was feeling something. And that's why know, I was like, he wants to Wait. ask the DM if, if that's going to be reciprocated properly. If he acts yeah. on it. I mean, he in can character. bring some if he wants. I don't know. No, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to act in character and be <laughs> like, hey, what's up? But you don't want to act on like, a role play love scene with me right now in front of our friends no i'm actually really <laughs> cool without that um for as fun as that that would yeah, be yeah as fun as it would I never w- yeah I should, we take absolutely- a, should, we, should we take an audience poll yeah hey, i would hey listeners I mean, hey quest friends to, fams uh to be fair i would absolutely rock your world in this sure. fictitious narrative <laughs> sure you would crit you would crit my world i would, I would <laughs> crit your world but um no i don't <laughs> Great. Yeah, great. great, great. I don't Oof. think I want to. No, sure. I was just asking only for the sake of because it felt like sword to throat, sword to throat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, there's also something is, going on. It also is reminiscent of when she first found you all when she put the knife to your throat, right? So when she tried kinda, to kill me, right? So we're having a nice little flashback there. Also, Dave, when you said Quest Friends fans or fam, whatever the the fandom is now called Quest Fam forever. I just decided. Quest, Quest fam, fam forever. Quest fam F-A-M? forever. Yes, that's just, that's the fandom. Just, I just I just decided. Just check hover.com or new. Hey, Quest fam. Okay, it sounds See, like an MLM. Right. <laughs> so we have this nice little uh, Pirates of the Caribbean moment where the sword ends up to throat or whatever, and she says, um, "You're you're not too bad, but uh, I feel like you could uh, feel like you could add a little more to your game, so to speak. I mean, you're not." I, I watched, you know, I was I was there at the fight. I was a fly a lot of the time for that fight versus Edric, but I was watching from above, and you know, the robots got magic, and the protectors got magic, and I, I feel like you need to maybe, uh, you you not maybe you not have to, but like you could step up your game a little, and I you know I might be able to help you with that if you, if you were interested. Well, if you think I could step up my game, then go ahead and end it. Ah, uh, well, I mean, do I it. Hurt you? I don't want to do hurt it. you. I jump back. Oh shit! Okay. Full hand backhand spring. You're gonna have to make a roll my... for that. As, some, for, as somebody I... else who's tried to do this nine <laughs> times, you better fucking make a roll for that shit. I I hold on. Let me just. I'm gonna break down exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I handspring back on my hand up throw as I'm going back. I throw my sword. I do the exact routine from Bring It On. 
the back handspring step out Randolph, yeah. back handspring step out Randolph, back handspring mm-hmm. full twisting layout. And as I, I as this. as I plant, the sword plants directly blade into the ground to my right. Okay. And I say, well, before you say anything, you oh. do need you do need to roll. I, in fairness to David, <laughs> you do need to roll an acrobatics check to see how well you do on this. And see now I'm an acrobat. Routine. Now that's I'm an acrobat. Tr- that's true. So that's what I'm doing here. Hey, 20 fucking three. Amazing. It looks amazing. It looks exactly like the movie. The the popular play in this world bringeth it upon, and it looks amazing. <laughs> so you, you do it, and then you, what do you say? I land, and I say, Allah said famous film, it hath already been broughteth. It hath already been broughteth. It, ha- yeah. it hath already been brought. Great. She laughs, and she's like, holy crap, that was amazing. Okay, I'll make you a deal. You teach me how to do that, because that was cool as hell. And I'll teach you this trick I know about how to be a little bit more, uh, you know, harder to hit, we'll say. You got yourself a deal. Boom. And that's how and- you learn Uncanny Dodge. <laughs> a la the famous television show Deal or No Deal. In this instance, this very specific instance, it is in fact a deal. We fade back later that same night to Oxalis Grove, the home of the Reader's where Stephanie, Ellie, and a now reassembled Val. Welcome, Val. Hello. Thank you. Before you start, I dropped in a screenshot into the chat. It's a screenshot of a Hover.com page that says QuestFamForever.com oh is God. available for $14. Great. Iconic. It's on sale. Well, I, you, I can't start my own fan site. <laughs> Somebody has to start it for us. So, hey, I mean, QuestFam, I mean, it's only $14. I, Get on it. <laughs> so... Stephanie, Ellie, and a newly reassembled Val, who uh, took a little while to work on, a little while longer. Uh, Stephanie, as you went through DJ's journal, um, there were a couple things in there in the journal where he was talking not only about how to repair Val, but some ideas he had of things he wanted to do in the future. Nothing he had done yet, um, which you kind of uh, marked off in your mind. You didn't really try anything new this time, but you're thinking of some things you might want to do to Val moving forward, perhaps with their consent. Um, More speakers. Sure. Maybe that's what they would consent to. <laughs> need, 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 need the highs. I got the sub. Now I need the tweeters. Yeah. Tweeter. That's also, Wait, that's also our, our, fan, our, our fandom is also called thing, tweeters. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so while you were in there, uh, you, you fixed Val back up. Some of their uh, internal processors and wires had gotten uh, pretty melty from the heat metal attack from Edric. But you did that and you uh, noticed some other wires were kind of loose that you maybe missed last time in your panic that you have reassembled. So as Val uh, came back on with all their fax machine dial-up sound effects, uh, they seemed better than ever. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. The three of you are now walking into Oxalis Grove later that night to uh, speak with Laverne and the readers at her request. Laverne had left uh, after a glass or two of wineberry juice. How fun was she? She said, oh, fam, I'm feeling it. And she yeah. said, I need to go home a little bit early to lie down to get my wits <laughs> about me again. But uh, I shall see you at the, the Grove, she said. Do you need help getting home? No, I, I, I've lived in this forest for my whole life. This is fun. We should do this again. <laughs> she laughs and she says, I'll see you tonight. So now it is later that night and you are uh, approaching that sort of 
uh, that tree of knowledge that we we visited before, where the people can kind of just touch the roots and and read and learn things. Um, they just call it the library. Kind of ironic because there's no books in there because books are made of trees and they're not going to do that. But it is their version of a library. It's kind of their own tongue-in-cheek joke of like, ah, get it? Ah, ah, ah. But they're not very, you know, not a very charismatic forest as we have learned. Oh, my goodness. So Tongue-in-cheek, more like tree and trunk. Got him! Whoa! Oh, dear. No, thank you. See, it's a better joke than they could make. So there is a big group of readers in this tree. There are 20 of these older elf folks, older elf druids in this tree waiting for the three of you. Um, kind of just lined up. It's, it almost looks kind of weird and culty, but it's not weird and culty, I promise. As they're waiting like those for you scenes to enter. in pick any number of Star Wars scenes where somebody first gets to a planet and there's sure. like the dignitaries out there, they're waiting for them at the landing pad and the whatever. Yeah. yeah. Laverne is there. She has recovered. When she sees you guys, she gives you kind of a kind of a wink, like a Hello. Eh? Hello. Hello. Yes, Very hello. over hello. enthusiastic, waving like you know how like Imagine Val's body has to kind of tilt to the side so that the arm that's up waving gets a little higher a little to higher. make sure that she knows that just waving it, just crazy waving. Hello. Yes, hello. It's very nice to see you. Uh, Stephanie, I would love to speak to you myself, but if it is okay with you and it is okay with you, and she points to Val, my cohorts here would love to speak with you. Is that agreeable? What do you think, uh, Val? Do you want to talk and answer all of these people's questions and Val. hang out and make friends sure thing all right Val that's, let's go that of, means hell yeah Transition. Oh, Val let's go of Stephanie's hand because obviously they were holding hands the whole way there of course and then and then immediately grabs the old reader's hand well so, I'm I'm going with the protector but my friends here are going to speak with you if that is all right uh there's a beat where Val's chassis turns to look at the the other person and then back and then back again and then let's go of this reader's hand and go and runs over immediately to the nearest person and greetings i am a variant south psionic altonian lexo transceiver unit model number xfced 001 but you can call me val for short it's great to meet you it is another and then val and then, val, and then as soon as they finish val puts up the hand to hold that person's hand too so you have grabbed the hand of another reader this is also an older elven woman her hair is gray instead of white, but it's very, very curly on top of her head. She's got a big, big curly gray locks. And this elf with the curly hair says, well, well, hey there, my name is Seaver. You want to you wanna come with me and my friends? Sure thing. All right, great. Let's go. And Val, they lead you over to a corner of the Have library. Uh, Val oh. turns around with the same amount of enthusiasm, waves back at Stephanie. So long. So, Seaver leads you over to a, a corner of this library. Uh, Ellie and Stephanie, you go with Laverne to a different corner, but we will get to you shortly because I can only do one scene at a time. So, Val, Seaver, and the other few readers lead you to one of the corners of this library, and they ask you, they just say, uh, could, could you stand right here? That'd be great. Thanks. Sure thing. And they form uh, a circle around you. And at first, they don't speak to you. They're all kind of speaking to each other. Kind of like whispering, like kind of kind of pointing. Um, they're trying to figure out your whole deal because again, this is this is new, but they're trying to be um, they're trying to use this as a learning uh, situation, a learning learning experience. Yeah, that's what the, the word is. I'm a teacher. I should know that. Um, and so, after whispering to each other for a few minutes, and uh, one of them kind of leans forward and 
like doesn't doesn't poke at you, but like you can tell they kind of want to poke at you, and they're kind of just looking and circling around, looking at your parts. And uh, finally, one of them whispers to Seaver, and then she turns back to you, Val. She says, "Well, you you sure are something, huh? How old are you?" Is I'm afraid a- that information is oh. not available at the moment. Okay, interesting. Why don't you know that? I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. She kind of clicks her tongue like, huh. All right. Uh, Greetings. I am oh, a very okay. alpha yeah. psionic Altonian uh-huh. lexotransceiver unit. That's a Model number XFCED001. Great. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. Okay, well, thanks, thanks, Val. I think we established that already. So listen, Val, do you know what we do here, the readers? Was that explained to you? I'm afraid that information right. is not available at the moment. So it's a, it's a repeating thing, I guess. I'm, I'm new to the pod, so I didn't know this yet. Um, <laughs> well, How can uh, I help you today? Well, let me tell you. We, the readers, we read the, the signs of nature, the wills of nature, the, the trees, the wind, the dirt, the rocks, all of it. We, we figure out ways to, to listen to what nature is trying to tell us. And you obviously are... Um, I mean, unnatural seems like a like a slight. It's not what I'm saying, but you are a a construct. Is that don't fair worry? To say? Okay. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. You you seem that way. I agree. But even constructs, even change materials, used to be natural at at some point, right? Why don't you agree? Sure thing. Sure. I'm glad. I'm glad you're very agreeable. This is fun. <laughs> so I was wondering, with your permission, if we could try to get a sense of your natural elements. I would like to try to read the the elements that make up your your alloys, I guess, so to speak. You may be some kind of reinforced metal, but I mean, that used to be natural once upon a time, right? You're just it's just in a different state now. Laugh out loud. All right, that that's a weird one, but all right. Sure thing. So, to learn a little bit more about how you were made, maybe how you're put together, some of the things you've been, some of the things you you can do and are capable of, um, I would like to do that. So I'm going to need to put my hands on you. Is that, is that okay? Sure thing. Great. So Seaver steps forward face to face, although she is taller than you. So, but facing the same way and she, uh, reaches out her hands and she puts them on where your shoulders would be, I guess your top okay. of your arms. And she kind of, uh, kind of moves her fingers around a little bit to kind of get a good feel and then grips a little bit tighter and closes her eyes. And the readers in the circle are just watching patiently. And there's a couple beats, a couple seconds of silence. Until Seaver opens her eyes and pulls her hands back from your shoulders very quickly and very suddenly. And takes several steps back from you and is suddenly breathing very heavy. Oh my goodness. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, um, oh. Oh, 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 okay. Um, oh, wow. Um, hey, thanks, thanks so much for, for coming. Um, I think I got all I need. I need to, um, leave immediately, if that's okay. Oh, I, my goodness. Um, ex- oh, my goodness. Ex- and, uh, oh, dear. No, thank you. Sure thing. Her, her sure eyes. Thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, she, as you talk this, she's step, taking a step back every time you talk, and her eyes are wide. She's like, I need to, um, Consult. I, and, Don't worry. Uh, uh, you can uh, trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. And she turns and she runs out of the library. 
leaving the rest of the readers to look confused, but they also all take steps back. They're kind of taking cues from her. And without saying a word, they start to also step away from you and shuffle out of the library, their eyes wide in a sense of panic. Val turns left, right, left, right, is unsure what's happening. Clearly, I did something wrong, and I don't know what I did. As a last-ditch effort to sort of get people to be interested and friendly with me again, I say, Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. Let's all... get this party started. And just kind of solemnly bounces up and down to the beat, hoping that to get to get a dance party going. They've already all moved away. Uh, and when the music starts, actually, they move away a little quicker. And you are That's dancing. So sad. You are dancing all by yourself. Oh, my goodness. So Val standing there and then kind of slouches downward a little bit. Ouch. So while that's happening, so before they're running out, so while, so simultaneously during all that, uh, over to Laverne with Stephanie and Ellie. And uh, you all take a seat in the corner of this library, uh, several yards and feet away from the circle of Val stuff that's happening. And Laverne sits you down and she looks at you, Stephanie. She says, well... Protector, you have certainly done what you came here to do, it seems. And I just am very curious to know what you will do next. Honestly, I, I, I have consulted with the, the wind. I've consulted with the trees. I have tried to read. But again, I have told you, we are not soothsayers. We're not fortune tellers. I cannot tell the future. And right now it is difficult to tell what this forest will become. Uh, I think... There's no way to go but up now that Edric is gone. So spirits, um, yes, yeah, spirits certainly seem to be up uh, in the forest. There's a general, much more positive aura happening these days. But as far as how things will look, uh, you know, tomorrow versus a year from now, it is unclear. the The permanence of the situation is up in the air. It seems. So I feel like people will be turning to you, and I would like to have some kind of hint of what that will be. Uh, sure. What, what do you see um, happening for this forest? Are you staying? Are you going to lead? Are you our, our leader now? Is that something you want? I feel like that's not something you want, but I, I must ask. I am not very good at the talking thing. I'm not good at politics. I'm not good at, um, you know, that whole smoke and mirrors kind of thing. I have been very open about what I want um, or what I what I think should happen and I think the people should lead themselves I don't think that me I mean obviously I don't I may I I don't know what's best for myself sometimes I I personally am not capable of always making good see see already already um, yeah this would not be a great public speech I have to say uh, no um absolutely not that's why i have ellie thank you ellie um ellie waves hello how can i help you today <laughs> ah wait heck i did it again <laughs> um but i will be here to support for a few days to make sure that there is a form of government but i do think that the people should lead themselves that i i can't tell anybody what's right i mean clearly i left um i know that it was wrong one for me to leave and two 
for um, Edric to be where he was and um, equality. We should just that that's a thing. Like she she's nods equality. Yes, I you had mentioned that before about the people leading themselves. Also, something that I do think needs to happen. I think you all need to take a little bit more of an active role in if you see something, say something. We had this conversation where you knew what Edric did and did not tell anybody or um, warn them what was happening. And that's not okay. That is something that I think you absolutely should have said something and could have caused or could have helped people um could have helped us not be in this mess maybe or let things go this far i know that for a long time you like the readers don't say anything and they just read but what good is reading when you don't disseminate that information at that point it's just um self-service and you're not serving your community and you're not serving the the people you're just doing it out of what vanity i'm sorry this this all sounds very bad i'm so i but like truly though like the whole government basically like internally imploded like sure it was there externally but like you saw how bad this person was treating everybody and did nothing and that's not okay people need this knowledge people need to have guidance like and um i think that you guys need to be a more active part of that. Laverne is just nodding along while you're talking, Stephanie. She says, well, in the history of the forest, we have always, it's always been our duty to serve the council and report on our findings to the council so they could dole out decisions they, and things and such. They but, can't be trusted. The people are now the council. This well, is, it's a thing. See? I mean, as a result of current events, and she kind of does big eyes at you, Hey, that's me. There is no longer a council, and it sounds like you are not interested in reforming one with this uh, people leading themselves idea. So with no more council to to report to and to serve, I suppose we'd have to serve another purpose. So socialism, say it with me. (laughs) It will be this whole podcast has been about (laughs) this whole time. Oh, we've been tricking you readers. This has all been indoctrination. Gotcha. Damn, damn, dang, 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 dang. Damn, Daniel. So. She says, it will be uh, not an easy transition. Not that we are unwilling, but it is just, you know, we, when you've been doing something for literally centuries, it is sometimes hard to switch gears. But I will need to speak to the readers, of course, and discuss these potential changes, and we'll have to come to some kind of decision on our own, which is, again, not something we do quite often. But let me, let me speak with them. And she turns around to kind of motion over in their direction. And that is the moment when... Uh, Seaver is pulling away from Val and basically just running out of this library and the others are are backing up and forming out in kind of a slower line and faintly in the distance you hear Val's song and see Val bouncing and uh, Laverne looks back and goes, oh I should probably figure out what that is about um, Oh ex- dear Ellie says, no thank you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you you go figure out I'm yes. I'm going to Val to see what's going on. Sure. But yes. Let me let me let's go you... to our respective places. Okay, and then let me know. Let me know because yes, my, okay. my my little one's involved with this. My little okay. one. She gets up and she uh, scrambles out of the door, but but in a stately way, a stately scramble. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome you to the mid-episode hello of Quest Friends Forever, episode 18. My name is Danny, I am your Dungeon Master, and I'm here to tell you a few things really quickly before we get back to it, so here we go. First, I want to talk to you about the Nostalgia Network. It is the podcast network that we're on and we run, and it's at www.thenostalgianetwork.com, where you can find our show and other shows like the Lousy Advice Podcast, where Eric Lefebri, who you know as Jared from our show, and his band Lousy Advice talk about music and make lists and diss on bands and all kinds of fun stuff. They are currently in a hiatus uh, after their first season wrapped up, but they are preparing for season two as we speak. I know because I was there when they were talking about it. No big deal. I have my finger on the pulse of this community. So that'll be cool. You can also find the Nostalgia podcast over there at the Nostalgia Network. That's where Eric and Jessica Tercero, a.k.a. Stephanie, talk about movies and remakes and sequels and stuff and just really tear them apart if they suck or, you know, give them their due if they're good. That's a fun podcast as well. There is also a, another podcast coming soon to our network, should debut sometime in October, starring some of the Quest Friends crew, who will be talking about a beloved television show. I don't want to give away too much. It's not like a super secret, but just they haven't announced it yet. But uh, we'll talk about that here in this break when it is official, so uh, keep an eye out. Also, hey, we're on social media. You should follow us. We're on things like Instagram, at Quest Friends Forever. We're on things like Twitter. We're on things like TikTok. The TikTok hasn't been updated for a minute because I don't really know how to do it, and I'm in charge of it for some reason. But, you know, it could be, so you might as well give it a follow. Instagram is, is mostly where we do our stuff, but, you know, whatever, whatever one you want. There's also YouTube. You could do that, too. Um, we all hung out again recently in person very safely. We're all vaxxed, and we all, you know, we're safe about it. But we went to and had a beach day recently, and it was very fun. Put up some cool pictures from that on our Instagram. You'll probably want to go check those out. And, um, yeah, give us a follow and, uh, we'll be your best friends. Speaking of friendship, don't you want to do something nice for your new friends here on this podcast? We think it would be cool if you did want to do that. And by doing that, you gave us a rating and or a review on your podcast app of choice. That could be, you know, Apple or Stitcher or Google or what have you. But those ratings and reviews are super, super cool and super, super cute and super, super rad. Those help us out a lot. We're always growing, always trying to reach new people, and that can help that happen. So that would be really uh, really just dandy if you could do that. Also, I forget to do this almost every time, but I wanted to give credit where credit is due and make sure you all know that our episode art is done every single time by David Tercero, who plays Val on the pod. He does a great job making art for every episode. I'm really appreciative of that. And the opening theme and closing theme music of the show is done by Eric Lefebri, Jared, of course. Um, he came up with those little tracks before we even started, and I heard the theme, and I was like, yep, that's the one, that's the theme. So it is really cool to be on a podcast with such cool, artistic, creative people, and it makes me feel pretty lucky, and I just wanted to make sure they were uh, given their, their due credit. But that's enough of that. Let's get back to the episode and figure out what's going on, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, 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 bye. We cut back to Jared in the forest. It is later that evening. There has still been no luck with the treasure. Uh, you have done okay. a, a few rigorous hours of training with Barrymore. She has shown you some of her tricks about how to be harder to hit. 
you have shown her some sweet uh, cartwheels and flips that she is certainly into. But yeah. all of that work has worn you out. And boy, are you sleepy. Boy, am I sleepy. And <laughs> I'm glad you agree with the narrator. Um, <laughs> you drift off. Uh, you make a small little uh, impromptu bed for yourself out of some leaves uh, and some some palms you find. And you drift off under a nice little tree here in the dark. Oh, fuck yeah. And here come the dreams. You know it. What did you know it? You have a dream, Jared. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Part four, fuck me up. <laughs> you suddenly snap to consciousness in this dream. Not awake, but in, in this dream, you realize you are in some kind of arena. Um, there are bleachers on both sides of you of people sitting holding uh, big like legs of meat with big like flagons of ale flagons flagons whatever that word is big cups flagons. of ale and and wine and you look down at yourself and you are riding a horse right now you're on top of a white horse a completely white horse uh and you are wearing a very very shiny and polished suit of armor okay and big casey musgraves vibes i'm into it so you look through the slits in your mask at the people in the stands, and you recognize these people, Jared. The people in the stands are a hodgepodge mix of the citizens of the Petrichor Forest, people you recognize are in the stands, as well as the citizens of Nowntown, other people you recognize. And a few citizens of Remedy are also here in the stands, all cheering you on. Not a care in the world. You see uh, Dran Fresher in there. You see Sari Jeinfeld. You see uh, Cadillac Margarita. You see Dr. Pizza. The three teenage girls are there, Zabornak, Devereaux, and uh, the third golden girl's last name. Um, I don't remember B. that Arthur. one. Sorry. Yeah, B. Arthur is there. You recognize Jolliver and Mabel from Nowntown. Just go into town on some big legs of chicken. All the people you recognize, everyone you've met a lot of this journey are in, are in the stands here. And as you are looking at these people, you hear a, uh, a bugle play through the air. Whatever, right? That's a Star Wars Is that the Nickelodeon? Oh. Yeah. Uh and uh, people start cheering loudly because this bugle has announced your arrival. And you look across this arena, this dirt arena you're in, and there's like one long like rail going down the middle of this. Okay. And at, th- at the other end of the arena, there is another person on a horse. This is a large figure, larger than a normal human man would be, kind of a big bulky figure. Wearing a suit of completely matte black armor, riding a matte black horse. This guy is, as we say, murdered out. And Do we uh, say that? That's what Dave says. Dave says things that are all matte black are murdered murdered out. out. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And his black horse, when it exhales, breathes fire from its nose. Okay, Sleepy Hollow obsessed. Much to the delight of the crowd. And as you are looking on the scene, some kind of uh, squire runs up to you and goes... Your lance, my lord, and hands you a big lance because you are about to have a jousting match with this murdered out knight. Fuck me up. I'm about to win. And you get all hooked up and the uh, squire leads your horse to the uh, starting point. And as you are getting ready to roll, uh, you look up and there is a, a raised stage like up above these bleachers. And on this big raised stage, there is an old frail looking man wearing uh, a very very fancy robe, a very fancy robe, excuse me, and a very fancy crown uh, filled with gemstones and diamonds. It is a king's crown. This is the king of whatever situation you're in. And sitting to his right in a similar but smaller throne 
is a figure wearing a golden cloak that covers their whole body from the neck down, and they have a black veil over their face to keep their identity hidden. And the king stands up and walks slowly to the edge of the stage, and he raises his right hand, causing the crowd to fall immediately silent. And in an old voice, he says, Welcome to the final jousting match of the tournament. The winner here shall not only earn glory and the title of champion, but they shall also become affianced to my beloved child. And he motions back toward the figure in the golden robe who raises a hand covered by a black glove and waves regally to the crowd. Best of luck to our competitors, gentlemen. On the count of three, he will give it your all. And crowd roars at this, and the knight in the uh, the murdered out knight, his horse does a cool thing where it pulls back on its on its back legs and goes and shoots fire. Yeah. Crowd loves it. <laughs> Ghost rider wheelie. Ghost rider wheelie, and he gets in position. You get in position. The king counts one, two, uh, three. <laughs> what do you do, Jared? Well, I did a spot-on horse neigh, so jot that down. I, yeah, that's, I got that in the records. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have it in my form, notes here. First and it's foremost, good, iconic. DM was going to have to find a horse neigh uh, soundbite yeah. from no, 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 stocksounds.com. Stock now I, I can leave it in. I don't do that anymore. It's got, it's got yeah, one go. take. One take is perfect. Me. Um, so what do I do? I, I, I participate, right? I, You're charging in? I'm charging. I, he like the 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 murdered, murdered out, out horse has already char- have they started charging uh, right at three they start charging yeah they're they're going. okay so now we're going I'm running towards them cool uh, in that case go ahead and roll an attack as you uh, <laughs> approach him you're never gonna believe it is it a one or a twenty is it twenty amazing Dang. it's his dream he can create all he wants to. So, uh, tell me how cool it looks. Like, does anything cool happen? Like, does any, like, do you have, like, fucking magic in this lance? Or how do, how do you hit him so good? So, what happens in this moment is, as, you know how when you're jousting, as we do, mm-hmm. um, halfway down the joust path, that's when you sort of lower the jousting stick? Mm-hmm. The jousting okay. stick. So, I lower the jousting stick. As I lower it, the tip of the jousting stick opens up like a cartoon gun and like eight <laughs> other jousting sticks come out of it and sort of like telescopically extend into this circular sort of like sphere wheel of smaller jousting sticks. Holy shit. And then it's those... Like a, it's like a leveled up Contra gun the, of a jousting yes, stick. Yes, exactly. And then those jousting sticks after they've telescopically extended as far as they can, each one of the eight in the circle uh, extend a spike, a titanium spike. Hell yes. Okay. And and through the center, hold on, hold, hold. Oh, okay. Yeah, please. I crit, so I'm about to fucking rock. Crit his ass. (laughs) And so, so how these eight are like extending in the circle in the center of the main jousting stick a larger titanium spike extends all the way through and past the smaller spikes. So now I am wielding a sort of meat hammer jousting stick of spikes. Like a like a pinwheel, but of spikes that it can kill yeah, you. Yeah, you know, okay. just casually, yeah. A casual spike pinwheel of death, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks cooler than these people in this audience have ever seen. And uh, you can tell even as, glory. even as you do this, you can tell uh, you can't see his face the other murdered out night, but he kind of leans back on his horse like as if he was saying, holy shit. <laughs> but he does not, he does not holy shit in time as your just dozens of spikes, however many you said, <laughs> obliterate this dude. They connect with his face, his neck, his chest, his arms, his shoulders, his torso, his belly, and they hit him with great ferocity. And to your surprise, or maybe not, uh, he instantly explodes into a uh, shower of gold coins that shoot into the air and rain back down onto the course, the joust course, where he or his body would have fell. His horse also crumbles to the ground and is now there's a uh, like a chalk outline of a horse, but it's all gold. Like what if a horse turned so, to gold? Kind of so thing. big, big Scott Pilgrim vibes. Big Scott Pilgrim vibes. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Uh, the crowd goes absolutely nuts. They love it. It is fantastic and amazing. You circle a few times in your glory. I imagine you do one. You do the cool back neigh thing. Oh Man. yeah. Yeah. The neigh thing, my horse is doing that little front limp wristed trot where the leg oh, like the, kicks out. Like the equestrian the fancy, trot. Yeah. yeah like the a, fancy like, like like in the Olympics. He's like Heath Ledger in Knight's Tale. Literally that. Oh okay. incredible. <laughs> the horse the horse has the vibe of like every kick is a reminder that I'm rich, you're poor. I'm rich, you're poor. Um, <laughs> the whole time it's doing an, that little an trot. Elitist like, horse. Boom. boom, boom. Yeah, An you know how horse. most horses feel yeah. in general. Uh, that they know they're better than you. Oh yeah. yeah, and that little limp wristed trot just icing on the cake it's of a that Clydesdale classism. thing. You would you wouldn't understand. So crowd loves it, eats it up. Uh, the king stands up on his stage, and he goes, "We have a champion," and he walks back and he uh, to the the robed figure, the veiled robed figure that you can't see, picks them up from under their arms walks back to the front of the stage and then throws this person off the stage toward you and at you. Okay, I I love this absolute madness. Thankfully, the king, the dream king has dream strength and launches this person all the way down to you in a perfect arc. You don't even need to roll to catch it. The throw is so good. You're on such a high from the previous crit. You have uh, lasting crit effects for this yeah, instance. Re- residual crit. <laughs> Fuck crit. me up. And you uh, catch this uh, veiled figure in your arms, sort of holding them like a baby, I guess, or like maybe like a big, big three-foot-long sandwich. Um, okay. Yeah. I can we, get you know, behind that. The two things people hold, babies and sandwiches. Babies and sandwiches. Yeah. Wait, is this, a, is, this a, is this how we're going to introduce our Subway sponsorship to the yeah, uh, podcast? And then you eat fresh. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's actually Subway canceled. It's now Quizno Subs. Yeah. Because uh, we I mean, love they the toast their sandwiches anyway, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, you're now holding this figure. We, what do you do? We have to hold on. We have to do a <laughs> an integrated ad read, but it's the or so we have to integrate the Quizno sub hamsters into the narrative of the podcast. Jesus, we love the moon. <laughs> Don't mind me while I'm googling what their catchphrase thing is for Quiznos currently. Uh, oh, like, tasty! I don't know. Like eat our meat or something like aggressive. Oh, that's Arby's. Oh, yeah. That's Arby's. Yeah, Arby's. Arby's is like, taste our fucking meat. Yeah, eat it. Have you seen, Veggies, have you fuck you. Heart attack. Go. Yeah. Eric, Eric, did you see the Arby's fashion sweatpants? Sweat? We can't. We can't. We can't. Because they're, we can't. They're, oh, we yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. You catch the figure. Were those with my hidden, hidden Valley Ranch Crocs? 
Oh, oh my god, you'd be all, your outfit would be food. It'd be what's, what's your fashion sense? Dinner. Um, yeah, <laughs> hunger. I'm I'm serving hunger tonight. Oh, you're hungry for looks. I'm serving actual ranch. I'm I'm serving actual hunger. You catch the the veiled figure. What do you do? Um, is the veil still over the figure's face? Yeah, completely okay. veiled. Completely veiled. Since my arms are preoccupied in a gallant, heavy breathing, like a strong storm wind cloud, I blow the veil, like cartoonishly big, like. <sighs> um, Amazing. And I blow the veil off to reveal the figure. Wouldn't you know it? It's the halfling that you've been seeing a whole bunch of times. Isn't that... What a what a twist. What um, a twist. It is the same tired-looking halfling, of course, uh, though he looks even more tired uh, than before. His face is kind of getting really sallow. Like He looks like he's not sleeping. Looks like he's not eating. Uh, he's pretty pale. He looks worse than the last time you dream encountered him about a week ago. And okay. as you uh, fucking huff and puff and blow his veil off, he looks at you and he says, oh, where have you been? I haven't been able to reach you for days. I've been here. Who? who he, why we, are you here? I've been trying to reach you this whole time, man. My car's warranty is just fine. You don't need to come in here <laughs> and start fucking this shit up. What do you want? He considers this and he kind of shakes his head and he goes, you're different than I remember here in this place, whatever this place is. And he breathes and he goes, wait, oh, that's, that's probably why I didn't recognize you the first time I found you. <sighs> of course, duh. And he hits himself on the head and then he kind of realizes that that hurt because he's not in a good place. Goes, ow, ow, ow. So are you, are you going to come back? Come back where? Come on. You're the only one that can stop the land grave. She, she wields her weapon I'm against I'm sorry. His- the what? <laughs> the la- you know, the Landgrave. She wields her weapon um, against the cities. No one can stop her. All resistance is eradicated with ease. You have to come back and save us, please. Where is, where, where, where? Home. Where's and as home? he says this, as he says home, his body starts to get kind of staticky, uh, like, a, like a bad TV set. And he seems like he's kind of like fading in and out of of corporealness but he's still there and he he kind of senses this is happening he looks down and kind of touches himself like on his chest he's like wait i'm still here okay but listen i i can figure out a way to open the passage again i know i can but i need to give it all of my energy i don't know if i can reach out like this anymore in this way we we need to meet in person can we do that yes where when and where um he kind of looks side to side and he goes i don't know where i am right now everything in this place seems unfamiliar and it's hard to get my bearings but i know i've been traveling south and uh uh oh oh i know and as he kind of snaps his fingers his voice now starts to get kind of staticky like he's a on a bad bad phone connection fantasy phone connection as this also happens the people in the stands you notice are starting to uh literally melt like they were made of wax oh that's right uh, I, I overheard some, some travelers talking about their destination. Uh, they said it was a few days away and said it was called um, uh, 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 the, the Panther, the, 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 pan- the Pantheon, the Pantheon. Can you go there? Do you know where that is? The Pantheon. I can go there and I can. And in that instant, everything in this scene is gone. The halfling is gone. The arena is gone. 
The sky above your head is gone. The ground beneath your feet and your horse are gone. You are standing in a completely white void for about three seconds, completely alone, completely devoid of sound. And then you wake up in real life. <gasps> I have to go to the Pantheon. I mean, the Pantheon. I mean, the Pantheon. Dory Moore, who is sleeping a few feet away from you, stirs and goes, Shut up, I'm trying to sleep. We are back at the library, and it's been a few minutes since all the readers went outside. Uh, I assume the three of you have regrouped, Ellie, Stephanie, and Val. Laverne comes back in, and she says, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, keep you waiting. Haha, <laughs> And seems a little nervous, more nervous than you've seen her. Uh-huh. Protector, I was wondering if I could speak with you outside uh, alone. I look at Val and Ellie. I'll be right back. Y- you okay, little one? Sure Val thing. Doesn't, oh, not Val me. Not me. Yeah, sorry. Val doesn't really say anything, but the green color of the glass dome turns orange, and then uh, and, and then and then the the cha- the chassis of Val just kind of sinks a little bit. Stephanie looks at Val and is just like, "Hold on," rummages through their bag and pulls out. The doll that has the say, not the chuckle buck, the um, the doll you won in episode one, the doll I won in episode one that had the same face. Here, can you hold on to this for me? Val reaches up to grab the doll and then holds the doll, and then the glass dome very slowly turns from orange to green. I'll be right back and I'll tell you everything. Sure thing. So, Laverne leads you. Outside. Uh, What's she going wa- on? She walks you kind of down the street uh, a few a few feet away from the, the library. And she says, how well do you know your robot friend? Super well. We've been together on this journey for a couple of weeks. They're Such- really kind, really sweet, unless somebody's like trying to hurt me or them or my friends. They could be, you know, uh, protective. But I mean, also, hi. Yeah, that's what you want in friends, right? So, yeah, no, they're, I know them. They're, they're fine. They're great. Why? why? So, so you said just a few, just a few weeks then. Yeah. Not, but... not, not a long time. No, but I also like have been in like, you know, checked out the robot guts and stuff. Sure. So I'm. I know what's in there. I think I think I know this, uh, and I know it's dad, kind of. Um, Interesting. Or stepfather. Yeah, she she actually uh, stops you I, and goes, "Wait, wait, the person who built it restored it." Interesting, she says. Fiddling around inside of um, of somebody's insides, I think you you have to know them quite well in order to do that, um, and know uh, yes, kind of things that make them tick. Um, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I, know, but... I I know them. They're, they're, they're fine. What, what is happening? She gives a, a sigh and she's like, it was uh, quite a dramatic reading that Siva got from Val. Are you aware that Val used to be a battle bot? Yeah, but reprogrammed. Also, don't give me none of 
this like oh well in a past life or whatever they may have not been great because y'all sat here and did nothing while edric fucking murdered all of the council folks so he wasn't reformed he was just an asshole the whole time he was just a murdering asshole who felt no remorse this little one i i'm pretty sure that the whatever battle pro thing battle personality was like a whole different thing because like val is basically all new from the ground up can you imagine val hurting anybody that i didn't tell it to wait hold on that's bad um well hang on continue (laughs) in their current state the robot seems uh i believe friendly and approachable was the terms Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know it, it has definitely been a shock to us here in the forest to to experience time with this robot but sure right now they seem just fine but they are not completely new from the ground up there are still some lingering older elements in there that we read um whoever built val built them for a purpose and yes battlebot was in there but it is something more when Seaver placed her hands on the robot to read the the elements of the alloys. Did they hear music? Because, I mean, like, the, the DJ thing is also kind of a... There was I a mean, little bit of music, DJ yes. is, yeah, but, you know... Um, the the like, initial readings were, were a lot of sounds, a lot of lights, uh, some, yeah, 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 some, yeah. some drug paraphernalia, which honestly was a bit confusing. I mean, like, you know, let people live. But, of course. But further back, there was murder. Unsanctioned murder will say there was torment there was torture whoever built this robot will say it seems built with some of the most malicious intents and magics we have ever seen and as you could tell by siva's reaction it is not a pretty thing to actually lay your eyes upon okay but i'm i'm processing but first i always thought that like we were one with like the elements of like nature and stuff. Are you uh-huh. talking like can you guys like read like people into people's souls? Is that like oh my god. Oh my god, well, don't look well, at me. Don't don't do this. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I'm I'm cons- wait. Well, no. Wait. Don't look at my browser history. Um the natural elements that make up the robot gave us a glimpse as well as the magics that were imbued in it upon it. Sorry, them upon their creation. It seems to me, I'm not very familiar with this battle bot uh, idea, but this is more of a, it's not just a war bot, my friend. This is some kind of tormentor, torturer, not a good thing, we'll say. In Stephanie's mind, she's trying to imagine Val torturing somebody, and it's a lot of, hello, kicking a door, <laughs> or, um, Hello, and then like playing the music, but playing it like really loud and putting their speaker right next to the person. And I'm just like, are you sure we're talking about the same the same one? As I have explained to you a few days ago, we readers, we are not wrong about these things. Um, well, I mean, something you need to be aware of. We're leaving soon. So, I mean, that's that's a thing. That's good. Um, Yes, uh, many of the readers are happier to hear that now that they have learned this. Rude. God, first you want me here, and now you want me to leave. Okay, Um, this is a lot. 
I'm not sure what I think about this. Um, I don't think that they are capable of that. Maybe they once were, but I don't, I don't think they are now. I, I'm, I understand that these things may have happened at some point or whatever. I'm still learning stuff about robots. Is this outside? Is this taking place outside? This is inside. I uh, know they're outside the library. Stephanie they, and they are uh, outside. Laverne the library. are outside. Stephanie and Laverne are oh, outside. Okay. Yeah. I burst through the foliage, and I'm saying, "Hey, I'm back. No need to say hello. Let's go to the Pantheon." Where the fuck have you been? What is I, you are telling you? And now, the, okay. A, it's a journey. <laughs> a, life is a journey. B, I had a dream. C, we should go to the Pantheon. I'm having a crisis. I mean, at least, at least I have a, a a direction. At least, I mean, in life after this, is Jared also like fully just like super gross, uh, mud everywhere, pretty dirty, hasn't showered yeah. in a while. Yeah, pretty been, dirty. Been digging I'm, holes in the ground I'm, for for days. I'm on manic. End. I am I am absolutely unhinged running Loose into this. Loose twigs scene. in his hair. Just left Barrymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Barrymore comes running in like two minutes later, like, oh, my, what the? Hey, what the fuck? Stephanie just sits down. She just sits there and pulls out her uh, her headphones and just kind of like puts her hands on her temples and is just like, oh my god, what is happening? There's a lot. There's a lot. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From Misfits to Cher. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.